This time on Kawhi Fi Radio, it's our Halloween episode and witches are in the spotlight. We've got to put in a disclaimer right now that Strike Witches is not a witch anime. No, there's Brave Witches. Stop putting them on lists, people. <laughs> we discuss Burn the Witch's connection with Bleach. If you want to see what Bleach is sort of like, except not really at all. <laughs> <laughs> and we learn who can handle spooky stuff the best. Didn't they get real dark real fast? Not really. Kira Lee's like, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but your version of dark and my version of dark are very different. Yeah. I think milk is dark. Canada. <laughs> 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 it's over 9,000! Language logic interface for Japanese. Kawaii Fi. Kawaii Fi. Kawaii Fi Radio. Kawaii Fi Radio. Konnichiwa and welcome. You're tuned into Kawaii Fi Radio, the podcast we dive into the world of anime and manga. I'm Kyle, and joining me are my co hosts, Kira Lee and Aaron. Hello, Ooh. hello. Hello. It's spooky time. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. No, uh, all of the team fought over this episode, and then half of the team had to work late last night at an event. So, yes. work late last night. Curly and I definitely didn't put laxatives in their food and throw hands. No, definitely not. This definitely wasn't sabotage. No, 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 no. no, no. no. So, we're, it's we're good people. It's Spooktober, and uh, no, we, we obviously didn't do anything to them. Um, they did it to themselves. Um, <laughs> so, it's Spooktober, and as a tradition, it's time for our Halloween episode. And we put the vote to our Patreons, and they chose overwhelmingly this year's theme 100% votes. And it's witches in anime. Spoopy. Which is in anime? Yeah. Which one? Uh, Kamina. Oh, okay. Kamina's in all the anime. That, okay. That's the witch anime he's in, yeah. No, so we're Gurren talking Lagan? about... The Gurren Lagann? <laughs> it's a Gurren Lagann episode. No, um, <laughs> no. Um, it's, we're talking about witches and how this very Western ideology has been adapted into Japanese animation. And... There's, you'll be surprised to hear how old some of these are and what they actually have spawned genre-wise as well. Um, going all the way back to the 60s, which is pretty impressive. So, yeah. What are we spawning? Where are we spawning, lads? Oh, no. I'm just... I can't do this. We're just going... It's we're going, too early. We're talking about what we're watching. I have no idea how old I am or where I came from. Daddy! Hey, guys! I gotta go! I just... I have to know. What we're watching. Alright, we're getting stuck in because coffee is short and time is expensive. Yeah. But we're at home and stuff. I I do not know. <laughs> know welcome to our very low energy spooky <laughs> episode <laughs> where we're all to dead. Kawaii Fire Radio. I uh, have just woken up and. Uh, Who are you people? How did you get in my house? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even wearing pants. Um, <laughs> so, um, in all seriousness, um, new anime season's here. Yes. There's been a lot to watch, a lot to talk about. Yes. Um, but currently, we need to talk about the one you checked out, which was Do It Yourself, which is the DIY anime, obviously, yeah. in the name. Is it good? Um, Like, it's okay. It's a very comfortable show. Mm. Um, Like, the art design is very, like, a lot more simplified than oh, yeah. sort of 
the normal animation has been. We're not going to see like wood, heavy wood grains in the wood they're carving or anything like no, that. No, no, it's very simplified. But mm. they um definitely. How's the cabbage? The cabbage. The cabbage. Oh, good cabbage equals good anime because there was that anime where they drew a cabbage literally. Ari like, No, no, oh. not Arafreta. This goes back to like early two thousands. There's one com- one series they had girls cutting up a cabbage for a food competition. Yeah. And it looked literally just like a circular ball and they cut it open and it looked like a gobstopper because it just had circles inside oh. it. And then when they released the DVD version, they went high quality and reanimated the cabbage. It was like the best animated thing in the entire series. Wow. It was, I think it was like episode four of this podcast was called Good Anime, uh, Good Cabbage Equals Good Anime. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, an- animation wise, it's simplified, but it's not bad. No, no, it's not not bad. It's mm. just sort of the character of the show almost. Yeah. yeah it's quite nice. Um, and it's basically there's a, a club and, you as know, you do, yeah. as you do for um, uh, carpentry. Oh. And there's only one person in it. And so they need to get more people to Unlo- join the club. Otherwise, the club will shut down. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've been watching too much Love Live recently. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah. They always need one more member. But um, they use a lot of technical terms and they're the okay. right technical terms and it's quite good. And um, they, do oh, they, they do macrame. Oh, they do macrame. Yeah. They like do their own macrame and they like make a bookshelf and. Um, they do some, uh, oh, what is it? Um, what is it with the glass? Oh, like call it? mosaic? Yeah, mosaic. That's the word. Oh. They do mosaicing for like that it's this club and nice. it's quite nice. And they make a bench out of skis. You know, the ski? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from... they make a bench out of that. That's <laughs> quite just, nice. In Australia, we don't do that. We don't have skis. <laughs> unless, well, actually, unless you're over east and near the Blue Mountains, because then yeah. you do have the snowfields. Unless you're going, like, sand skiing. Oh, yeah, sandboarding, sand skiing. That's a yeah, thing, actually. Yeah. It, like, legitimately, for anyone not from Australia, especially Western Australia, because we've got a lot of sand and a lot of sand dunes, sand skiing and sandboarding is legitimately a thing here. Um, so yeah, you make do with what you got. <laughs> um, well, that's on Crunchyroll, I believe. Yes. The think... main character annoys me though. Oh no. She's like a ditz and so she always has band-aids on her cause she keeps like messing up. Is that so it's that like people can annoying. feel like confident in doing what she's doing? Cause yeah. if she can do it, you can do it sort I think of thing. So. Mm. I think that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Well, um, I'm going to talk about something completely different. Um, Tool time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's right. The hit series from the... Home Improvement. Home Improvements from the 1990s is getting an anime. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. (laughs) Has Tim Allen. (laughs) No, no. Um, I've been watching something, and Emma was also in on this as well. She saw it on TikTok and went, holy cow. I need to see this anime. So I loaded it up and I went, okay, so what's it about? And she's like, it's maids having a war. I'm like, okay, I remember this. It was quite far down the list. My God, this is a sleeper hit. Um, Akiba Maid War. It is basically maid cafes at war with one another 
and it starts off with a shooting in the 90s and then it skips ahead like 15 years to the 2000s and you're just like, what oh, wow. the heck have I come into? Um, so this girl, she's always wanted to be a maid. She's from uh, regional Japan. She's never been to Tokyo, to the maid cafes before and she's always wanted to be a maid, you know. So she's moved to Tokyo. She's got hired by this maid cafe called like P- uh, Little Piggies. Uh, cafe so they're all like you know pig themed and it's oink oinky qq sort of thing um and so it's got all those elements you'd expect like the really cheesy made cafe elements but it's an underworld mafioso world with the made cafes fighting each other like you can't advertise on this turf or you know uh, our parent company who we owe the money to we want you to send some fresh blood over to that cafe as a sacrifice <laughs> so they send over the new girl and with her is also like a girl who's like doesn't emote at all like right. she's the new starter but she clearly she's like I've been training to be a maid for 15 years sort of thing you're like okay oh, yeah. and she's like she knows all the underworld stuff. So both of them go to this cafe as a sacrifice. The new girl doesn't understand what's going on. The main girl goes downstairs. They're like, you know, there's a ca- um, a ramen store downstairs which you can visit. And the obviously the, the girl who's emotionless understands it because she's been trained. And the other girl, like they were expecting them not to come back. It's like, well, we'll just have to hire new staff again. The girl's gone to the ramen shop and orders a specific item and it gets her a gun. <laughs> you know, like she has her meal, waits for the other girl to go, and the guy just hands her a paper bag and you don't know what's in it. And then they're in there and one girl is being admonished by this other girl who's in charge of this bunny-style um, like maid cafe. And it just, like, they've been sent there basically to be sacrificed. And... The obviously the new girl doesn't have a clue what's going on. Is like I'm sorry, I don't know what's going on. And then the the emotionless girl just headshots the lead maid, and you're like, what, what? And then all the other maids are like just stunned in silence. She's like, we're leaving, and they walk out. And the other maids are like, <laughs> and then it's the a musical theme playing as she's shooting her way out of Akihabara surrounded by maids and doing dances that you'd see in like a maid cafe or in an idol competition but with the guns instead of glow sticks oh wow it's, and it's incredibly well animated it has no right being this top tier okay so compare that to the Kingsman church scene like it's like it's like that. Oh man! Like the music obviously isn't as epic as having Freebird playing, but I now want to go and AMV that and put Freebird over it. <laughs> Just like do a swap season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's that sort of thing. It's like weird camera angles, her spinning around in the air, and the camera following her as she does headshot after headshot, oh. or like a line of girls in a row going bang, 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 and their heads going back from the bullet it's just like I realise we're a PG podcast but violence is A-OK apparently um, <laughs> hey look you make the rules man well the, the, do you want to know the funny thing this is only rated M <laughs> yeah um, no fan service or any of that sort of stuff but the owner of the cafe is weird aren't they always yeah um, think like Miss Kobayashi mm. from Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid but not endearing at all and like sort of creepy the way their mindset is is just warped. <laughs> Do you reckon so, it's because they used to be a maid as well, and then they've 
sort of gone through all of that so they understand I, all I of suspect it. they may have been one of the maids in the scene at the start from 15 years earlier where their manager was killed ah yeah um, but look it's it's great and for the f- the opening sequence is um, all the words you'd like it's the song that's clearly been made for it as is the the outro is like James Bond early James Bond-esque like you know oh, wow. bullets dropping in glasses of yeah. cocktails and slow-mo <laughs> and the the lyrics are just all made phrases that you know you know welcome welcome master qq and stuff like that and until you actually see like someone translate the lyrics you're like i have no idea what this is but it doesn't sound right yeah because emma was sitting there with us going this is not a real song this this has been made for this i'm like really it's like yeah yeah these are all things they'd be saying as like maid cafe girls yeah um and the same thing goes for like the outro. The outro is done like um, se- uh, like Seven Samurai, like old school, like ballad. And it's again, all things that they'd be saying. And it's like, you know, I will die for my cafe. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> it's look, it's amazing. Go watch it. Um, I couldn't believe how good it was. It has no right being this good. It's called Akiba Made War and... Are the costumes good? Yeah, they're yeah. really good as well. So, look, uh, it's it's worth checking out. It's on Crunchyroll, so, yeah. Curly and I just shared a look. We know what's happening. Yeah. You cosplaying? I, I might. Yeah. This sounds pretty good. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yes, hello. <laughs> um, Aaron. Aaron. Jojo. Golden wind. <laughs> no, no, no. Stone ocean. Stone ocean. Stone yeah. ocean. Oh, man. Um, so this is I, I, I've seen I think this is the final part, isn't it? No, there's one more part. One more part I've heard mixed reviews on this. I mm. uh, how so? Well, it, people either like it or they don't like it. As JoJo as a whole, or Stone Ocean. Stone Ocean. Mm. Stone Ocean has gone quite different from the typical JoJo sort of thing because mm. it's all in a prison in Florida. Yeah. Oh, so they don't ever leave the prison, at least not well, until this point that you've seen. They're just about to leave the prison. Oh, okay, now. okay. So this is the prison break area. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I've seen manga bits for the past that are coming up. Mickey Mouse is making a debut. <laughs> as was oh, in the person whose name is Mickey Mouse. No. The actual Disney character. Yes. Okay. Because one of the scenes is they're in a car trying to escape, and this dude pulls open a comic and he's like, It ain't Disney if there's no Mickey Mouse in it. Because this other dude has this ability. I don't know if it's whether he makes cartoon characters real or if he makes specifically Disney characters real. Wow. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's um. <laughs> that's okay. Something. That's a thing. That's a thing. Well, that's the thing with JoJo's. You don't the way they use their stands, their abilities. It's all so unique and weird and, like, mm. very particular to the one situation. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. So, this is part two that's out at the moment. Yes, part and two is out at the moment. from what I can see, part three is scheduled for December, at least in Japan. Okay. So, whether that ends up translating... Because it was only September that the... Uh, that we got it. Yeah. 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 So, mm, it'll be interesting. Mm. <laughs> well, things are heating up because... Do you know much about the overarching story for JoJo's? Yeah, it's to do with Dio and him. No. 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 Dio is a very minor bad guy, but he does keep recurring. Well, I was going to say, isn't this like the last arc of Dio? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, because then we go into Steel Bowl Run, which is an alternate universe where they've got a race against... Race across America um, in like the early 1900s, I think, or... 
the 1800s. The Pari Run Ma and Cannibal Run. Cool. Yep. And Jesus plays a big part in it. And the president's name is Funny Valentine. Okay. And <laughs> Dio's in that, but his name's Diego. Okay. So is that and a flashback? No. Okay. It's an alternate universe. Alter- mm, yeah. So confused already. Oh, dude, JoJo's... I mean, it doesn't, ma- it doesn't take much with JoJo, though. Like- no, JoJo's is very... Um, anyway, so, yes, Dio's in this part because there's a priest who is gay for him in the prison who is trying to get him reincarnated. Oh, no. <laughs> no. And so, in the anime, in part two, they've just gotten him reincarnated. Oh, okay. And so, the priest is using him to get access to heaven, or at least what they're calling heaven in JoJo's. Okay. And heaven gives their stands a more powerful ability. Joy. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I can confirm that part three is indeed landing on Netflix International December 1st. Is all current, at once it doesn't say it just says December 1st airing sweet so hopefully it'll all be at once 14 episodes for the final arc I mean it's all been all at once so far so yeah oh well then I imagine they do the same yeah. I mean that look for as much grief as we're given Netflix they need it because they're starting to get their act together and figure out that they they have to do this oh right. yeah because Netflix is definitely listening to us no no hi I'm, Netflix <laughs> no I don't, I, don't, I don't mean us specifically but in general like the anime community has been giving them a lot of grief for how they've handled stuff and yeah. they've set up a dedicated apartment in Japan and since then we're starting to see positive changes okay so I mean look at how good the dub for uh, Cyberpunk was oh yeah dude Cyberpunk was amazing have they still got the anime separate in Japan? I think it's still a separate department. I oh, don't... I thought it might have closed down. I don't know. I, I don't think it's as big as they had planned because of COVID. Yeah, because I knew someone who was working in that department over in Japan. Oh. And they just lost their job. Oh, they, no. Yeah. They, like, really, that, really shrunk it down. That sucks. Bugger. We'll have to ask them. I'm going to do some snooping. <laughs> snoopy, snoopy. Um, okay, now, one thing I do want to mention. So, um... Tifa has been watching Bleach and literally crying. Um, you should go check out her video on it for her watching the first video to see it come oh, back. Oh, yeah, I did see. I saw her TikTok about it. Yeah. And how Ichigo got drip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's very excited about that. Um, and uh, I think Kenny was watching. I know he was reading more, which had to tell you. Yeah, that's something we're going to talk about this episode as well. I started reading it last night, um, oh. and I've got some notes from him to talk about it as well. Because witches, um, oh yeah, yeah, and that it's get, that's out. getting an anime next year too. Oh sweet! And it, just based on having read like the first four chapters, it's it looks good. It well, looks good. he loaned me the first book to read, oh, yeah. and I punched through it in a night, and it was and really I good. And I have played a game. Really, the Atelier game. Oh, the Atelier games are completely yeah. different. I love them. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It's, it's not related to this, I'm assuming. No. 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 It's kind about of. essentially running a little shop. Okay. I, I had wondered. So, which had Atelier and the, he's like, we're going to go to my Atelier. And I'm like, what the heck is an Atelier? And it's a shop, isn't it? Yeah. Like a, a sort of specialty goods store sort of thing. Yeah. But depending on what game you get, they're all completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, and the last thing, I, I can't remember. Have you guys seen um, Chainsaw Man? 
No. No. I downloaded it to watch it, but then I ended up watching... What was I watching instead? Was this on the plane? Itamakun. Oh, Rumakun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's season three. Yeah. It's, it's getting good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know how we were like, oh, is Amedi-san in it? She is. Ah, <laughs> excellent. Um, but uh, Chainsaw Man, after all the hype... Mm. Yeah, I've heard oh, really? some people aren't that pleased the, with it. Look, it's it's not bad, but it's not like the top tier hype right. people were giving it. It is so far the main character's proved himself to be a pervert. Um, yes, and I have it's seen ve- that. it's very much heading towards harem territory already. Um, well, pseudo harem. It's it's unclear, isn't it? Just Makima and Power. Yeah, so far. But there's two other girls who apparently show up later as well who kind of become interested in him. Um, and I, I think there's there's a bit of an issue with the animation because considering how much lead-up time this has had, there's an awful lot of CG. And isn't it Mapple? Yeah. yeah. And they established an entire studio for this. There's a lot of CG in there that really doesn't blend well. Uh, so not good CG. <laughs> it's, it, look, it's, it's, it certainly ain't no Araferetta, but it's... It, for Mappa, it's no Gibiate. They, yeah, well, nothing's <laughs> Gibiate, but um, you know, it, it it should be better considering the amount of time they've had. And to be honest, they should have not used it. Um, it would have been better and more natural for the flow to have it. You, if they were going to use it, it should have only been used for his transformation. Yeah, like to make it seem different and demonic. But they've used it in all sorts of weird spots where you don't think it should be. So I, I'm still enjoying it, but considering the amount of hype it's had. Like you would think it would be on like a, a it should be on a, a nine mm-hmm. out of ten. I'd say it's like a seven. So what if it didn't have the hype, right? If it didn't have that big hype behind it, would you have a different opinion though? I would, but I'd still be disappointed by the blatant, you know, push towards the, uh, you know, being a pervert. Like we've seen so it's it's just such a trope, and it's it's not helpful. Like there, there are you can have a character be interested in a female character. I have a male character interested in a female character without them being a complete lech. It's yeah. not It's not needed. And especially in the world we're living in, we don't need that. And Japan certainly doesn't need that. It... Men do not know how to communicate with women and or just don't want to meet them because of their view on the world from what they've been watching and experiencing. Yeah. yeah. So, like, th- there's a lot they could be doing to improve how this is put across, like... It's still very, I don't know. It's it's almost like, is it Greece where it's it's actually very sexist? Yeah, and it's it's like they haven't moved past that point for some of the mangaka. Other mangaka have done incredible things. There's a um a new series of anime shorts out. Um, it was actually just in the news, and it's had like four more added to it. Um, I love me educational anime exploring gender. Yeah, and it's got three new episodes, airs on NHK, um, they're going to air out through October and November. It's an adventure anime that explores gender and diversity um, and self-identification. So the episodes are titled, um, Why Do People Wet the Bed? The Fastest is Number One or Not? And What Kind of Families Does Everyone Have? But yeah, it's uh, related to the Beyond Gender Project, which aims to foster a society that where people can live as they are without being bounded by society and cultural gender differences such as masculinity and femininity. 
So it's, you know, for Japan, that's massively progressive. And you, you see this and you go, fantastic. They're finally starting to go, hey, we need to treat women with respect and give them, you know, the credit that that they deserve instead of just going, well, you're going to get married and be a housewife and that's your life. And it's like... You have to have kids. No, that's yeah. your sole purpose. So, like, the fact that we're starting to see a push towards this, I think is good for Japan's future, but it's we're still, as, as always, we're being held back by the older style of storytelling. Um, and especially considering these type of series are read by young adults. Mm. It's, you know, a formative time frame for yeah. them yeah well um shumi shop has some manga that i saw that were really good and there was stuff like um neurodivergent like Ooh. understanding yourself and others and it was a manga about it wow yeah and i was like it's so cool to see that they've got stuff like this available mm-hmm. and especially in this format that's so appealing to people who do fall under that umbrella yeah is it is it like um like a fantasy or anything, or is it? No, I no, think it's, it's real just life story. Real life stories. Yeah. So like just set in like Tokyo or something like yeah. that. Yeah, sort of I mean, I didn't yeah. pick it up or like read it, but like yeah. I saw the spine, spine for it, it, and yeah. I was like, oh, that's neat. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. All right, um, we've gone well and truly off topic in this what we're watching <laughs> section today. So spooky. <laughs> so yeah, this is all spooky. We're talking about being nice. Um, so um, I know I had a reincarnated vampire in mine. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty, yeah, spooky. That's pretty spooky. That's pretty spooky. That's pretty spooky. And he's a baby now. That's even spookier. Yeah, that is spookier. Ah, oh, Rumikun. What? No. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> no. Rumikun's great. Uh, Rumikun's great. Um, but we do need to talk about Halloween and yeah. witches. Um, and, which uh, is our main topic. Which is our main topic. <laughs> um, and also, I've been watching one pe- uh, reading One Piece and I'm 600-odd chapters in, so uh, that's why this is the next thing we're using. Kawaii Radio. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle. Yes, it is time for some sp- Spookiness. Gomu Gomu no Jet Hawk. <laughs> oh, Gomu Gomu no Ghost. <laughs> oh, you've seen um. I've met. What's bo- her face? Pink hair, lolita clothes, big eyes. Oh. Sad chick that you cosplayed. No. No. Thought about I thought it. You did. Okay. Thought about it. Yeah. Was she, uh, like, was the she one from that fought Thrill- Usopp. Was she on Thriller Bark? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. With the ghosts. Yeah. Can She's we just cool. talk about Thriller Bark for this Yeah. Time? Okay. Look. Okay. It's a Thriller so, Bark episode now. <laughs> okay. So we, we we'll let let's come back to um One Piece in just a second because we do need to talk about which anime first and then we'll come back to Thriller Bark and uh, One Piece take take on that idea. So firstly. The first witch anime, now, I'm not 100% sure if this is the first one, but it's the first I could find. 1966. So it was quite old. It was Toei Animation who were behind it. It came from a manga and had 109 episodes. It's called Sally the Witch. I'd never heard of this before until I started researching for this episode. Play a clip. No. (laughs) I can't even find it. It's not hosted by anyone. So I think it might be like VHSs or DVD rips. Um, It has had sequels, like redos of the story, if you will. Okay. Um, It actually continued the story on like a long time ago. And they were looking like, I think it was 2010 to reboot it. And then the author died. 
And that was uh, Yokoyama Mitsuteru, who created Tetsujin 28 and Giant Robo and Sangokushi, which were really popular mangas and have had... Well, just like Sally the Witch, a lot of his manga caused other genres to be done. Sally the Witch is the first TV anime series to target the shoujo demographic and is kind of like the TV anime series that was the first to introduce a magical girl and start the trend towards that, along with actually having shoujo anime for female viewers. And considering this is the 60s, like no one was thinking about female viewers. It was like, we should make stuff for the men. Yeah, they've been working hard and we'll come home and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of that stuff at the time. Yeah. Um, so the first 17 episodes are in black and white. So that tells you a lot about the time this was in. Um, and then obviously 18th episode and onward were in colour. So this is um, about a mischievous princess of the land of magic called Sally. She's developed an interest in the human world and wanting to experience it for herself. She runs away, meets two girls her age at a department store, becomes friends, and then literally conjures a mansion out of magic. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the origin of magical girls, people. This is literally... There, there were other sort of mangas around that time, but this is the one which is heralded as putting it in the mainstream, which is crazy. So, yeah, um, she decides to stay in the new world, taking up uh, a surname of Yumeno and attending school with the two friends. Um, and then after all that, in the final episode, Sally's grandma informs her she must return to the Magic Kingdom. So before that, she tries to tell her friends about her origins and no one believes her and they go, magic ain't real. So then her elementary school catches on fire and she uses her magic to put it out. The power obviously exposes her and Sally ascends, waving to her friends, returning to the magical kingdom. Sally must return wow. to her planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how the original series ends. And then they did like one in like 85, I think it was, where it's like 10 years later and she re-meets her friends in high school. And then oh, like there's okay. apparently an OVA series with a film after that where she actually ascends to the throne of the Witch Kingdom. Yeah. So yeah, wow. like it, it's really... It, you, you can hear elements of Sailor Moon in that and this is probably what inspired part of that story. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. So, like, that's where we're starting this sort of witchy journey and there's a lot of witch anime. There is a lot, surprising. A lot. Um, but we've we've got to put in a disclaimer right now that Strike Witches is not a witch anime. And neither is Brave Witches. Don't Stop putting them on lists, people. <laughs> They're not witch animes. <laughs> I refuse. They're, they're military sci-fi anime with girls not wearing pants. Like, stop it. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty magical to me. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so, I, I want to start with one that you suggested, Kiralee, because this I had never heard of. Which one? Wizard Barristers. Yeah, I love this one. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. Witch Lawyers? Yeah, it's just Witch Lawyers, basically. And um, yeah, it's just... Yeah. I'm, I'm just what's... It's like Ace Attorney, but... Witches. Oh, okay, yeah. That, that, that's I was trying to think of something in yeah. the vein. Okay, with like the same sort of like undertone, like objection. Not, not, not quite. Okay, because Ace close. Attorney has very clear undertones. Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, not safe for work undertones or like oh okay cool good to know um, this was by Studio Arms in 2014 it's original it's not based on a manga or a light novel or anything yeah, so I someone sat so down good. and went what if witches had laws hmm what if superheroes had laws oh that'll just end up ruining a series <laughs> <Yeah>. wouldn't because <it? laughs> um, yeah they live with uh, humans Mm -hmm. Well, people who don't have powers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you follow uh, a witch who um, 
Yeah, it gets to... Which one? Which one? <sighs> which one is which? Stop it, Aaron! <laughs> You've overused the joke. It's killing us. No more. <laughs> she becomes the first uh, barrister, like the youngest barrister ever mm. in history. And, um, yeah, you just follow her and she, they like kind of fight crime as well, okay. um, as well as like defending them in mm. in law. In court. Yeah. Okay. So where the law can help them, they'll do it in court. But where the law can't help them, they'll help them outside of court. Yeah, or it's or like they kind of like stop the bad guys, and then they like we're going to take you to court now. No, no, <laughs> Imagine no. getting your ass beaten by a witch, and they're just like, "See you in court. Here's the papers. Poof, you've been subpoenaed." Yeah. Bye. Well, it's like witches fighting witches. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, is a lot of witchcraft sort of showcased? Yeah. 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 How do yeah, they? How do they do their magic? They just go wapa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can get behind that. Wands and staffs and stuff. No, or? no, just out of your hand. Out of your hand. Yeah. Kung fu. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I, I want to then jump over to something that I, I think deserves a immediate yell out um, on this, and that is Little Witch Academia. Ah, uh, yes. So I know a lot of us haven't watched enough of it. Um, but Little Witch Academia was based on a manga. It's by Trigger. There was a film in 2015 and then a series in 2017. Did now, you know there was a game? Yeah. Yeah. There was a game as well. I would say. And uh, it's been frequently described as uh, Hogwarts Hogwarts for girls, but I'd rather put it as Hogwarts for Gurren Lagen. Hogwarts for <laughs> weebs. Hogwarts for weebs, if, if, if that's how we're going to do it, yeah. Um, and it's adorable and it is funny and clumsy and just... Very wholesome. The, the the friendship the three of them have. Mm. It's the three of them, right? Yeah. And then there's that one really rich, annoying girl. They start expanding the friendship group throughout the seri- okay. seri- seasons. But, um, oh, yeah. she'd be the Draco, wouldn't she? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's all clicking into place. It's, like, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very, very parable story <laughs> like it's, it's a parallel story like th- there's a lot of similarities you can pick up yeah but when you're sort of running similar tropes it's easy to sort of mm. just and i mean a trio in anime is standard fare isn't it so yeah yeah team seven yeah 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 um jujitsu kaisen like even chainsaw man's got a team of three like it, it's just the way you do three is just so well balanced because then <laughs> it's not like you have to learn a lot of characters like my hero academia just like this podcast there's only three of us on it right now you don't oh, have to yeah. learn a lot of characters at all there's aaron there's kyle and there's curly there's bad jokes there's bad jokes and there's amazing soul <laughs> no 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 there's there's dad jokes bad jokes and mum jokes yeah. <laughs> it's like the infinity stones but we only need three <laughs> yeah, to make everyone cringe <laughs> um but beautiful soul um, <laughs> um little witch academia is definitely worth checking out if especially because it's if you enjoyed harry potter and anything triggers done like this is it's very slice of life and relaxed and anything fun. triggers done you mean like cyberpunk if you enjoyed cyberpunk you'd still like this it's the same sort of art style and wackiness just less mature so let's get rebecca with a wand look (laughs) yes i'll ask her when i interview her on wednesday um (laughs) yeah we've got an interview lined up with uh, alex who voices rebecca in english so the videos are coming back um now that we've had time to get settled in the new studio and house and all that um now let us talk about something that's a bit a little bit older and it's by studio clamp 
And this is Triple Xaholic. My favorite. Yeah. So I'm going to leave it to you two to talk on this because I've not seen it. I've done cosplay. I haven't seen it, but I was flicking through a list of which anime and I saw it. I was just bouncing ideas off of Nat. Nat was like, no, you have to talk about XXXHolic. We have to go home. We have to watch it. You, you can't talk which anime and not mm. talk yeah. about oh my this God, one. Yeah. Mm. When you, cause like when we were talking in the chat and like, oh, send me through the thing. And then you mm. like picked Triple XXXHolic and I was like, damn it. I wanted to pick that one. <laughs> damn. <laughs> I, I remember everyone in the chat was basically like, this one's mine. I'm like, guys, that's not how this episode works. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to just basically throw them all out there and talk about everything. Thing, which is it's good yeah i like this i like these episodes it's um, a halloween hot pot well yeah halloween hot pot basically each year um and also um fe- uh february valentine's valentine's day episode is also a hot how pot could episode. you forget valentine's <laughs> because i do things all year round i'm that romantic oh okay i guess i gotta step up my game now yeah evidently like just just get up there. No, um, <laughs> so uh, so it's X. Is it X X X Holic? Triple X Holic. Triple X Holic. Triple X Holic is how I. It's say. not. It's not so, adult for starters. No. 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 And it's got nothing to do with Vin Diesel. No. And it's like the, there's like plots that like cross over and stuff as well into um, Subasa. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Because this being Clamp, it's got elements that connect to other series. Like yes. everything Clamp does. And I think things. it also crosses over to another anime, but I'm not sure what that anime is, but I'm pretty sure it does. Because mm-hmm. I've heard like people talking about it, but I can't remember. Well, yeah. yeah, this one was done in 2006 and a production IG, um, and they always do good stuff. So It's super spooky too. Yeah. With like episodes and stuff. So, um, oh, um, the <laughs> so main... excited. Yeah, so yeah, excited. Yeah. So the main, the, the main character, I forget his name, um, but God, is he annoying? He's the Lee parallel, huh? Lee Sharon. Um. Do they have the parallels with the other? Series? No, 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 oh, okay. no, no. Because I know Subasa like witch. runs that. Yeah, no. So with um the crossover Subasa, it's just the actual witch who is the witch in Subasa. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Is it Shizuka Domeki? Or there's Kimi Hiro Watanuki. 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 My God, he Mm. annoys the out of me. (laughs) Yeah, and um, yeah, my gosh, he's just like this wimpy guy who just. Hey, what's wrong with wimpy guys? Well, yeah, but it's like an annoying wimpy with like, no, I don't want to go in there, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, that kind of the guy that holds back the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. And so basically he has to, I think it was that he had to pay off a debt to the witch. And so he has to do all of the witch's errands. And so he has to do all these like weird stuff, um, you know, like helping people um, with like ghostly problems or like luck problems or things like that. I, I've se- yeah. just had the synopsis put up. It's so. got a really unique art style. So yeah. if you see the art style, you'll it. recognize it. Yeah. Uh, really so Kimihiro can see spirits and other assorted supernatural creatures, which is quite a bothersome ability he strongly dislikes. On the way home one day, while plagued with, by some spirits, he's inexplicably compelled to enter a strange house. There he encounters Yuko, a mysterious woman who claims to be able to rid him of the ability to see and attract the troublesome creatures for a price. She demands that he work at her store that grants the wishes wishes to people and thus begins his adventure through weird and wonderful events. I think it's either an episode or it might have been the movie mm-hmm. um, that I absolutely loved 
where they they went into the house where people will like disappear in the in the house and mm. then it ended up being like um they they were like taking their energy or something like that to mm. like make them younger and like still oh, man, live and stuff oh so good yeah that's awesome um i believe funimation did have rights for this so um if it's not on there i'll probably be on crunchyroll now i'm guessing i can't like, find it there. no mm, it might be also like one just in a certain area but trip uh triple x holic is definitely something you want to check out yeah highly recommend it like we we do obviously talk about clamp a lot whenever we get the opportunity because as a production group they make fantastic stuff um but it's it's also like it 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 is it is from a very specific time and age so it it won't necessarily be for everyone okay so it looks like it's still listed on yeah, Funimation it's still, it's still on uh it's on Crunchyroll Oh, it is on Crunchyroll yeah, now. Yeah. Okay, so Crunchyroll Australia has it. Funimation potentially in uh, US or some of the areas where they haven't finished the translation uh, transition. It might be over there too. Um, now, um, let's talk Thriller Bark because we, we've, we've kind of went around a little bit. And this is not so much witch, but it is spoopy. It's so spoopy. <laughs> um, so Thriller... It's like a Halloween theme park. Yeah, so One Piece has lots of different arcs, as you can imagine. And I'm not going to suggest necessarily to go and watch them, but if you read it, it's good. I, I found, uh, honestly, reading One Piece has been so much better than watching it. Perona? Like, per- Perona? Yeah, Perona. Perona. I feel like watching Thriller Bark is better. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's the iconic scene where the zombie comes out of the ground and Luffy just pushes him back in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Thriller Bark is, I think, like the fifth major arc or sixth major Something arc like that. of um, One Piece. And it's basically an island because the, the way One Piece works, they go down the Grand Line, which is like a narrow stretch of sea, which has no wind areas on either side. Um, you can only get into it one way. You can't just sail into it. Um, and then you go from island to island. Your island hop your way up the chain. And you've got to have a very specific compass to guide you. Yeah. And this compass leads, leads them... Oh, actually, it didn't lead them there. They ended up there by accident because yeah. of mist and fog. Um, and Thriller Bark is like an island full of undead people having their souls stolen and put into other creatures. It's, yes, that's exactly what that is. Yeah. It's not anything else. No, not it's at all. It's definitely, definitely that. Definitely that. Definitely that. <laughs> Look, I don't want to ruin it. It's so no, good. No, no. But, that, but that, I mean, that's... it's been out for so long. Yeah, but it's still So, like, good. if you know what we're talking about, you, you know, know what, what we're, we're talking, talking about. about. <laughs> um, but, look, it's it doesn't necessarily play so much with witchcraft, but it does play a lot with spookiness. Like, yes. with, with ghosts, with the idea of the occult, with the idea zombies, of zombies, skeletons, undead, skeletons yeah. uh, reincarnation. Um, and, you know, it's one piece. Everyone's ability, like the Gomu Gomu tree, the, not the Gomu tree, the, the the devil fruit tree is a very unusual tree. In my my opinion, I still haven't got to the end yet, but my opinion is the one piece is actually the the grove where all the devil fruits are being grown. <laughs> Maybe, um, but the because every time it's like this man is uh, this is the gun fruit. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And we fed it to the dog. Um, okay, no, no, no. Uh, that that's weird. Now Have you we, seen uh, this part where they feed fruits to like swords and stuff and like inanimate objects? Yep. And yep. then it's like you know we fed the dog fruit to the to the the the, the gun. The gun is like <laughs> so. How? There's a gun dog and there's a dog gun. <laughs> yeah, and it's like oh, they look the same. Um, and then you've got like um, 
Oh, what was the other one that was really weird? Yeah, it's the chopper has the human fruit. Yep. And it's just like, um, what happens if a human eats it? Like, <laughs> well, I think the human would be able to switch between types of human, like chopper can, like how he's uh, like got the like more defensive style, or like the karate mm, style, or yeah, the big the speed style, style shrink. Yeah. Brain mode and so forth. Yeah, so okay. like maybe it could focus on different attributes of humans. This is a One Piece podcast now, sorry. <laughs> um, but look, if you're interested in... Um, spooky. In, in spooky One Piece um, and you just want to get on board with it, Thriller Bark is a great story to watch. Because uh, you don't really need backstory for it because each of the One Piece arcs, like... You can just jump in anywhere. I wouldn't recommend doing it. No. But you can just jump in, watch an arc and be like, cool. I mean, yeah. that's what I do, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Oh, well, I mean, there's also a film which covers basically like the first four major arcs of all the character introductions. Have I sent you, is it Django's Dance Festival? Yes. It's yes. So, so good. <laughs> like peak One Piece right there. You don't need to watch anything else One Piece. You just need Django's Dance Festival. So I, I think for context, um, the way the manga works is the front panel, the front page for each chapter has a, one panel of a miniature story that's spread out over multiple chapters. And these end up becoming all the random little specials that have happened. And they're also canon. Because that's how they introduced where everyone disappeared after the fight before um, the red line. And it's also like, have you seen the buggy ones? Yeah. Like, Captain it, buggy ones are so good. Yeah, it's his story as he goes off and does his own thing. And it's mm. so funny watching him like, because like all tied up without the full length of his limbs. He's just like hands, head and feet. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fantastic. Um, but look, it's, if, if you want uh, some Halloween One Piece, Thriller Bark's your boy. Thriller Bark is amazing. Mm-hmm. I used to watch it on loop when my son was like a wee lad. Mm. And we had fun watching it. That's good. Mm. And then he'd watch Coraline afterwards. Oh, and I'd be God. like, that's where I peace out. That's Really? Yeah. Oh. I, like, really? I like Coraline, but I understand that it is also... Oh, yeah. It's not, not for... I, yeah, I, I, I don't like uncanny, like, spoopy, like, uh, spoopy isn't for Aaron. No, you're a soft boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. I mean, everyone's got the things they like. Now, um, on the note of Bleach, Burn the Witch. Burn the Witch. So good. Um, have you have you seen it? I have not. <gasps> okay. So, Kyle, you've seen it, right? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's on the watch list. So, watch list. it's done by the same guy who does Bleach. Right. And so you know how in Bleach they've got like the whole Soul Society and they're all Shinigami and they're all Japanese. So England has its own Soul Society and they're all witches. Mm -hmm. And there's like a reverse London, which is underneath London, which is filled with all the magical people and magical creatures and all of that. Diagonally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, basically. You've been to say diagonally and it's like... Diagonally? <laughs> no. <laughs> Whoops. Slides out of the turret sideways and hits a tree. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're all good, man. We need more caffeine. We need more coffee. Um, so basically, it's about these witches. And instead of like ghosts and stuff being a big issue, it's dragons. Mm-hmm. Oh. There's all these dragons. And like, there's this witch council. And like, there's this one really cool dude who reminds me of Grim George Uggajuck from Bleach. Who I love saying his name, Grimjaw Jugajuk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, if it's fun to say, it's fun. Exactly. Um, and all Actually, the different witches. Say his name one more time. Grimjaw Jugajuk. <laughs> I stumbled over that one. God damn. 
Well, you did all right. <laughs> um, so, like, they've all got different types of magic, and there's different levels of witches, and it follows these two main witches, mm-hmm. and they get given a quest to find this dragon that's ended up in the witch world that they're afraid of it'll get into the real world. Oh. And so, obviously, you know, they've got to try and stop all the dragons, and... Yeah, it's it, it, it's a good story. It's mm-hmm. Tite Kubo, so all the art's really nice for it. Um, the only thing that's unfortunate about it is he wrote it as a one-shot, yep. and his editor wrote To Be Continued at the end of it. And he's uh... like, what do you mean To Be Continued? This was a one-shot. And the editor's like, yeah, but it's so good. And he's like, I'm not doing more. He's like, yeah, but you will. <gasps> oh, no. So That's so... An- I remember hearing that controversy when it came out. Everyone was like, to be continued? And he's like... They had- he had an interview lined up after the premiere and he's like, it's not going to be continued. Like, they didn't get my approval for that. And everyone was like... <gasps> yeah. Yeah. So. But like, it's really... Like, if you just want like a quick... Like... If you want to see what Bleach is sort of like, except not really at all... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, if you want to see what Bleach is like, don't watch Burn the Witch. Um, uh, okay. Because <laughs> it's the Western Soul Society. Like, you, mm. you start the movie and there's got this, like, cracked arch mm. and it says Western Soul Society on it. Uh, and so that's the link to Bleach. Um, but by the end of the movie, they've fixed it and they've got it, like, proper. Uh, yeah. Um, but yes, no, it's really good. And if you just want a nice movie to just sit down, watch, mm. lots of action, good fun, like, 100% recommend Burn the Witch. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Studio Colorado who so far have just been fantastic with everything they've touched. So I'm I'm generally pretty happy to say, yeah, go watch them. Um, now, we've got one from Kenny, um, which is Witch Hatatelia, which we briefly touched on earlier. And he sent me some notes on it because I asked him to. Um, he says he's a failure as a writer and should give up. And we all disagree on him on that because he's actually quite good at writing. Who, Kenny or the writer for no, Witch Hatatelia? Kenny <laughs> said that as himself, not of Witch Hatatelia. He's like, <laughs> Kenny loves this Witch Hatatelia. terrible. The writer should be fired. I'll take her. <laughs> um, no, he was just, he was going, I don't think I've said enough. And I'm like, no, you, you've said perfectly so which had to tell you i'll actually bring up the uh entry for it but this is one one of our patreons um tojiko is a massive fan of as well and i, I think it's you know it's very exciting because it's going to get an anime next year and it's really good and really the art's beautiful i started reading it uh, last night and i was really impressed by the quality of the art so the story focuses on Coco. She's a humble dressmaker's daughter and has been fascinated by magic her whole life and the witches who cast it. Obviously, no one knows how witches do what they do. So Coco takes advantage of a golden chance to spy on a skilled witch wizard and she realizes that her favorite picture book was a disguised magic book all along and in her excitement, she immediately starts testing out the various spells, one causing a major disaster in her home. That's not how I remember it. Mm-hmm. I, I literally read the first chapter last night, so that's. I thought she went to the like she went to the markets and she got given a book by a random person, and then she opened that up later and it turned out to be a spell book, and then she copied that. Yeah, well, that that's sort of it. So she was given the book as a picture book. Um, Wasn't that the same the... day that she saw the witch wizard? No, it was a flashback. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, so. The, the spell causes disaster and Quifri, who was the visiting wizard who she copied, rescues her just in time and decides to train her, realizing that she's the first lead 
he has found that could help him track down the Brimmed Caps, a dangerous group of heretics who experiment with forbidden body-altering magic and spread magical artifacts among the commoners, such as her book. So before Coco and Quifri can confront the Brimmed Caps, she's going to have to improve her magic skills and learn to get along with Quifri's other apprentices. It's really cute. And then also really horrific. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> they immediately throw her into the fire. They're like, yeah, you've got to go to trials now. You've only been a witcher for a day? Go. Good luck. <laughs> so, um, Kenny sent through that, I'm a sucker of for the European swords and sorcery fantasy genre and stuff involving witches and wizards and magic are like catnip to him. They give you an idea of what completely original rules the author's world plays by, which just invites a reader to imagine how they'd use them to put themselves in the story. So, Witch Hat Atelier offers these ideas in spades and it offers a world that feels full and alive, that plays by comprehensive rules, not unlike Fullmetal Alchemist, and then it is populated by great characters magical locations and inky black horrors sinking in the shadows slinking in the shadows something about his art style is singular it really grabs your attention and sets it apart from others in the genre and it looks like it's like looking at a manga plucked from a bookshelf in turn of the century england from the very classical and hatching shaped artwork to the late medieval castle settings he's genuinely intrigued to know how this will be turned into an anime he doesn't doubt that it'll be fantastic he just struggles to imagine how this almost woodcut art could look in full color and motion so he's really glad it caught his eye at shumi um and he does say without spoilers it's magic is done not dissimilar to Full Metal Alchemist with the drawn art style. Um, it presents a single method for how it's done. The shapes drawn in a circle determine an effect and how it will play out. How powerful, well, how accurately is done will, de- will determine how accurate the spell is and the power for it. And the ink used or the way those shapes are changed alters the spell implicitly and it gives simple instructions with unlimited variations, which is not something we've... like. It's not to say other animes haven't done this, but this is something that I think we've only really seen in Formula Alchemist, mm. which is awesome. So yeah, this one we're very excited for. The whole team's excited for. The whole Patreon chat's excited for for when it gets an anime. And the manga's fantastic and you should check it out. It's The manga's on an 8.5 on my anime list with uh, 13,000 users. Obviously, mangas have less votes than yeah. thingies, but it's it's good. Um, and it's I'm, still a high rating. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And a lot of... You don't see many negative reviews on this. They're mostly all positive saying, look, this is great. There are some areas they could improve or whatever, but it's it's good. You know, so look, that that's worth reading. Um, find it at your local book supplier who provides you stuff. <laughs> if you're a nerd, if you're a nerd, nerd. Um, now we've got plenty of other witch anime we could talk about. Um, like which one? Madoka Magica. Ah, uh, pass. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Now this is uh, this was Emma's justice pick. for Mammy. <laughs> justice for Mammy. Um, so Madoka Magica, 2011. Studio Shaft, original series, magical girl, magic being the key word in there. Not necessarily... It's like, it's dark. Om nom 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 nom. It is dark. You want to form a contract? No. You want to form a contract? No. You want to form a contract? Oh, okay then. Yes. So, Puella Magi Madoka Magica... Um, which or Maho Shoujo Madoka Magica, depending on if you've got the English one. Um, this story follows a group of middle school girls led by the Pradokanist uh, <laughs> protagonist Madoka Kanama, 
Kaname, who make supernatural contracts to become magical girls. In battling surreal enemies known as witches, they learn of the anguish and peril associated with their new roles. Um, as you might have guessed, this is not like Sailor Moon-esque or Precure-esque. This is... Don't watch this if you're under 15. Yeah. This there is... was that new one that no. came out. Was the side story. Any... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is yeah, it yeah. good? Oh, isn't it, that it's... for Homura? Yeah, it, well, it's technically not. The girl looks like him. They're new characters, but they're oh. set in the same world. And I can't remember what it's called. But spin-off, Magia Record was ah. the uh, the spin-off series. So that had, uh, sorry, two, three seasons. But the, the third and final season was kind of a bit weird. I think it had like five or six episodes. And we got that just after the pandemic sort of, oh, four episodes. Dawn of the Shallow Dream uh, came out April this year. So, uh, season two only had eight episodes, and season three only had four, so it's really only two seasons. Um, but this is set uh, based on originally a mobile game for Madoka Magica. So, it was originally a uh, Japanese role-playing video game released for Android and iOS um, by Aniplex in 2017, and it's a spin-off se- about the series and features a new protagonist ca- named Iroha Tamaki, who arrives in Kamihama City to search for her missing sister. It's very different, but still within the same world. Okay. It's it's good. Like it's it's as brutal as you'd expect. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I like that they named the city after Goku. <laughs> How dare you, <laughs> Kamihama? <laughs> ah! <laughs> there it is. So yeah, uh, the little white QB creature is again granting girls the sing- any single wish. In exchange for that wish, however, they must become magical girls and fight against creatures known as witches. A rumor starts be- soon begins to spread among magical girls that they can be saved from their duty by going to Kamihama City. And um, Iroha, a girl who had originally forgotten the wish she made to become a magical girl, encounters a smaller QB one day and remembers that she made a wish to cure her younger sister of illness and realizing that all evidence of Yui's existence has disappeared, she travels to Kamihama City in order to find answers. And that's where we start off. Wow. I would like a QB stress ball because just seeing that thing's face stresses me out. Yeah. Just like... So that you can see the eyes pop and deform. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's like the full rundown on Wikipedia if you just want to know the background of it for the arcs, but that's that's the major plot point that you, you'd want to know about. And obviously there there's two parallel stories running in synchronicity in that first part of it. And Let's um, do the time warp again. So there's also the um, there's the main story and the another story, which is um, a side story of the unfolding events in Kamihama City from the perspective of the main character of the original anime. So they kind of see what's going on as well at the ah. same time as part of the story. Um, so yeah, it's... Uh, it's good. It's good. It's, it's worth watching and checking out. So, look, witches, spookiness, Madoka Magica is uh, definitely a, a good Halloween view, I'd say. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you haven't yeah. seen it, like, everyone goes, it's completely revolutionized the world of magical girls. Look, it's good. Yeah, I wouldn't say it. it I wouldn't say it revolutionized no. it. it. The hype train behind it was big enough. Yeah. It, it's a it's, different sort of magical girl. Yeah. And it's good. It's good. Like, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, it's not. You know what they always say? Don't believe the hype. Watch it yourself and and make your form your own opinion for it. But it, there's a reason why Madoka Magica does keep getting brought up, even a decade later. Now it's it's a very unique series that has a lot of interesting aspects to it. 
that are worth checking out. Okay, so I know this is a witch episode, mm. but since we're talking about Madoka Magical, can I just mention Magical Girl Order? <laughs> because okay. that is a beautiful Magical Girl series. Magical Girl Ore? Ore. As in masculine for... Yeah. Oh. You know the one? I do. Back me up on this. That's yeah. a great Magical Girl series. It is. Yeah. Oh my God. Is she a muscly magic... Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Yes. Watch this. I'm putting this in the notes. <laughs> is okay. this the one where it's the guys who transform into magical girls? No. no. It's girls who transform into buff magical yeah. men. It's fantastic. That's amazing. I'm putting that in the notes. And everyone. they also want to be idols. Oh. Yeah. That's hilarious. It's That's straight up. That That's, that's on my watch list now. <laughs> that yeah. was 2018. So like... I know it's supposed to be about witches, but that is like, when you say magical girls, that's my go-to. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, excuse me. Now, um, there are others which we'll quickly run through, but um, I, actually, I'll run through them now. So there's Wandering Witch, The Journey of Elena, which was 2020. That was uh, pretty good. Oh, yeah. Didn't they get real dark real fast? Oh, yeah. Um, well, sort of. I mean, well, Kira Lee's like, not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but your version of dark and my version of dark are very different. I think milk is dark. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Witchcraft Works, which was JC stuff. This was another one you were keen on. Um, it's funny. Yeah. There's Familiar of Zero. There is The Flying Witch, which is Slice of Life. There's Witch Hunter Robin by, uh, oh, that's a classic. That's Sunrise 2002. That occasionally dips into the world of horror as part of it. I remember that from high school. Yeah. Um, Rental Magica by Zexus. Um, I'm not sure on that. I believe it's a comedy. And Izetta, The Last Witch as well, which also looks quite uh, dark. But we... Oh, and also you can't not mention Soul Eater and Black Clover. I was about to say my favourite witch is in Soul Eater. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But there's Ghibli. Ghibli loves witches. Yes. So, Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah, so cute. Yeah. We can't talk about witches and not talk Kiki's. I mean, no, you can't. Um, it's like the iconic anime witch. It is. And it's it's literally about a young witch going out and setting herself up and all that, which we have actually a, a series this season in a similar vein, but it's just alchemy. Yeah. Um, so, it, there's a Slice of Life series this season, which mirrors a lot of the ideas from Kiki's Delivery Service about, you know, you've completed your witchcraft or your... Um, your witchery degree, if you will, and you now must go set up your shop and become useful for the community. And there's a series called, like, I think it's like Uplifting of Alchemist or something, and it's the, it's exactly the same story. It's a girl she's finished her alchemy degree. She's gone out to a country town. She's been given a really rundown old shack, and she's going to set it up and turn it into an alchemy store that's successful. So she has to gather her own ingredients and stuff like that, which is all things we saw in Kiki's delivery service. She goes out and finds odd jobs, makes herself useful to the community. It's a very positive story. Which is similar to the Atelier games. Yeah. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Going full circle there. Going full Pulling circle. back a fair bit though. Now, when, when I was going through this list, we then had Howl's Moving Castle. I'm like... Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, technically- no, the evil... No, no, no. I'm saying like in Howl's Moving Castle, technically a witch is the one who is cursed. Um, He's also a wizard. And he was a wizard too, yeah. A wizard. My my brain's completely died on a name. That's so bad. Sophie. There you go. Her name's also Sophie Hatter, you know, just a a little bit like... Because she likes hats. Mm Mm-hmm. So, jealous of Sophie's closeness to Hal, the Witch of Waste transforms her into an old lady. She must find a way to break the spell with the help of Hal's friends, Calcifer and Markle. 
Marky. I don't know why I said Markle. <laughs> it's the, it's the Chancellor Markle. of Germany. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the or is that the princess? Yeah, it's Prince something's wife. Yeah, okay, cool. We, we, we don't know about that anyway. That's not yeah. our thing. Um, <laughs> we're anime. We're not English we're, politics. No. Um, we've talked about Howl's Moving Castle a lot in the past, so we'll, we'll leave it there. If you do want to uh, hear more on Howl's Moving Castle, we have a dedicated episode from about two years back um, where um, uh, one of our previous uh, presenters, Dee, talked about oh, it because yeah. it's her favourite D has ink time. from it as well. She, yeah, yeah. She's, she's got a tap with it on it too. So. And then there's Yubaba there's from Yubaba. Spirited Away. Yes, yeah. there is. I love her. Yes. There's, Sassy Big Witch. Um, there's Mary and the Witch's Flower. Yep. Has, I, I, I actually, have. It is You've good. seen it? Yep. I, I haven't seen it. And now that I've actually read the synopsis, I want to watch it. Yeah. Because uh, basically Mary goes out into the woods um, and finds a broomstick and a flower for a witch and basically goes to Hogwarts. <laughs> it's and then you it's know really good. she's not a witch but then she does something that puts the entire witching world at risk and has to solve it herself very ghibli you know yeah um there's earwig in the witch which you know it is a ghibli film um we haven't watched it yet it's cg it's um again like it's one of those odd ones where it's not hiao miyazaki it's his son gojo go go wake me up before you go go <laughs> um but again it's to do with a young girl coming in contact with witches. Um, and this is like become a very common theme. And if you have a look at a lot of these Ghibli films, a lot of the ones which feature witches are based on Western novels. So House Moving Castle, Mary and the Witch's Flower, Earwig and the Witch, all are English novels originally um, that they've had their idea taken from, obviously with permission. But I found an interesting one. A very interesting one that we definitely haven't seen unless we've been to the Ghibli Museum. So, Studio Ghibli has 12 short films that are screened exclusively at the Saturn Theatre at the Ghibli Museum. And it's Pandane to Tamago Hime, Mr. Doe and the Egg Princess. Oh! This is adorable. Um, it is a 12-minute animated film written directed by Hayao Miyazaki. And as you'd expect, it's got all of the crew on board. So you've got Suzuki Toshio doing the production. You've got the music being done by Joe Hisashi. You've got, you know, Toho doing distribution for it. This is a, st- it was Miyazaki's latest project following the release of Ponyo and his next short film after Water Spider Mon Mon. Um, and according to the animation director of this short, this work was meant to return to the or- origin of animation. That meant that the number of drawings rose to an average of 190 per animated cut, which was the highest number of any Ghibli works at the time. So they put a lot of effort into this. Um, So Miyazaki conceived the idea for the film from the painting The Harvesters by Peter Bruegel the Elder, music composed by Joe Hisashi, and consists of a set of Baroque variations of the Folia theme by Antonio Vivaldi. So they've used classical stuff and reworked it. So once upon a time, a witch named Baba Yaga lived a life isolated in a watermill at the back of a thorny forest. She returns home having collected a basket full of eggs, then cooks them in a massive pan. Try as she might, one egg could not be cracked. So she takes one of her ribbons and grants life to the unbroken egg, calling it the Egg Princess. Time passes and the young egg princess is forced into indentured servitude working in the witch's mill and kitchen. She's kept under the watchful eye of the witch whose grotesque appetite fuels her obsession with creating bone meal. She even taunts the young Tamago with an apple with a worm in it. One night, the leaven that was needed by the captive egg suddenly comes to life thanks to the mysterious blank and begins to move. 
She grants Mr. Doe sight by offering a few berries as eyes and helps it escape the watermill. Bubba Yaga awakens and senses something is amiss. So there's the cover, Mr. Doe and Princess Egg. Yep. Very unusual art style. That's a doe man. It's the Pillsbury Doughboy. However, this is the art style of the animation. And it's oh, full wow. classic Ghibli art style. Yeah. Like, spirited away. Yeah. Like, big on the food, big on the shine. Good. Big on the schnoz. It does look yeah. like a Baba Yaga. It does look like a Baba Yaga. She even has her tiny little pot that she flies around in as yeah. well, which is like, it's great. Oh, there we go. That's what they actually look like in the anime. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So, it's it's very beautifully animated. It's, it's actually got a figurine at the uh, Ghibli Museum. Wow. Oh, that's good. As well. So, that's... It's, it's very... Very different from what you'd be expecting. Wow, you can actually get... Man, there is merch at the Ghibli store for it, including a carton of egg people. Huh. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah. So, look, th- this is unfortunately one of the ones you can only see if you go to Studio Ghibli's museum in, in Japan. So, keep that in mind. You're not going to find this online, unfortunately. Um, and that that is one of those draw cards for the museum. So, But Ghibli, just as a rule, does generally a wonderful job of looking after witches like the way they show them and you know characterize them in their series whether that's as good people or bad people i mean there isn't really any distinctively bad people in a ghibli film they all have a purpose and a role and a, there's a reason why they're doing what they're doing which is nice yeah it's not i'm evil because i'm evil <laughs> um which we see a lot but um yeah that's uh, I, i'm wondering anything else we'd like to Mentioned uh, on the witch's front because we're uh... the Witcher, Geralt of Rivia. Oh yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. He's yep. a good dude. He's a yep. good dude. Great dude. I have D- to say, there's not many like witches who are bad for just bad. bad. Yeah, in no anime, which because... I find odd. Mm. Yeah, well, they sort of take the basis of it's a magical, typically female person mm-hmm. who rides around on a broom and has a wand. That's the basis that they take from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a lot of like Western, you know, like movies and that. It's There's like the a negative witch, connotation. Like, Ooh. Yeah. Well, that's because of like the Salem witch trials and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, actually, we were playing a game yesterday at a friend's place, which is literally the Salem witch trials, oh. um, and it's called um, it's just called Salem. Uh, 1629 or whatever year it was um and basically everyone is given a car a card based on one of the people from the witch trials like they're actual real people um and you're given three cards in front of you and they'll either say not a witch witch or the constable so i.e like the, the the police officer there's only like two witches when we were for what we were playing and when the witch cards moves to another person, because each uh, whenever night happens, everyone moves a card after a thing. Oh. Um, the witches can expand, oh. and the the aim of those who are not witches is to find the witch card, not necessarily the witches. Mm-hmm. So if you find if you remove the witch cards, the villagers win. If the witches wipe out, because every night they kill someone, if the witches wipe out all the villagers or convert everyone to witches, they win. Um, and it, it, it's so much fun. So um, it's, it was really funny as well because like one of the characters is a young girl who was the one who was the start of the witch trials. Basically, she what it comes down to is she didn't want to go to school. So she claimed she was sick and had been cursed by a witch. Yeah. And she started accusing people to be witches. And when we started playing, our friend Simon, who had that character, was the witch. <laughs> oh <my laughs> We're just like, kill the child. <laughs> it's for the witch's reasoning. Yes. Can I get that as an audio clip? <laughs> no. <laughs> and then just put it over Star Wars. <laughs> the younglings. 
Um, oh, Hocus Pocus 2 came out. Yes. Yeah, I enjoyed that more I than the first one. I enjoyed that as well, yeah. More than the first one? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I did, yeah. Because that's on Disney Plus, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you were saying Salem Witch Trials, that's actually a part of the beginning. That's how they establish it all. Ah, so they actually have expanded the meta of the story. Yes. That's good. They, they Look, it needed it. It's, it's a classic film, so. Yeah. Well, they sort of play all sides in it, mm-hmm. which was weird to see. I liked it. No, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed <laughs> it as like well. The stare down. But like <laughs> that one character who was trying to help them. Yeah. What What's wrong with him? Uh, well, like he was uh, like, oh, you know, you were wrong. I'm gonna help you. Oh wait. Wait. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, then, how know. did you ever think they were in the right, though? Because he thought that it was just all a lie. So he thought witches weren't real. No, no, he no. saw them when he was a child. Oh, okay. It, it ties back to the original movie because he saw them that Halloween night. He was uh, one of the kids there. Yeah, oh, that's, that's a cool way to bring it yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, look, uh, the entire list of the witch series that we've uh, talked about, including just the mentions, is going to be in the episode description. So, if there is any, is anything you're interested in checking out, have a look down below. Um, obviously, this is not a exhaustive list. Um, we didn't even mention the 1974 Little Meg the Witch Girl Magical Girl series as well. You which just is... did, which means you have to put it down in the notes now. No, it's it's, it's <laughs> going to go down there. Um, uh, basically, same sort of thing. The even mentioned one. this as well or that well, or I've, this I've got or like that. loads of notes on there it's basically monster of the week sort of thing um, but uh, her true enemy is the darker side of human nature wasn't deep Queen Beryl a witch Queen Beryl from Sailor Moon yeah yeah go watch Sailor Moon go for watch Halloween. Sailor Moon for Halloween yeah yeah <laughs> um, actually no go read Sailor Moon because the manga is a lot more mature and violent I was gonna say and- Crystal Oh, crystals. Yeah. I mean, crystals pretty, what do you call it? Polarizing on opinions, isn't it? But, uh, you know, if you, if you want to see like the original story, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, cool, cool. Um, this stuff's going to be in the notes. It's time to talk controversy. Kawaii Fire Radio. Tonight on Anime Communicate. Great story. Compelling and rich. Nothing brings ratings up like a little controversy. Well, there's not been a massive amount of anime news, but there have been not great things. Um, Crunchyroll has hiked their prices. Great job, guys. Yeah. Why? Like, is this because you've messed up with like the integration of Funimation and realize you're not getting enough money now? Or because you messed up Crunchyroll Expo? Or messed up the streaming announcements for this season and no one's signed up? Yeah, I mean, there's there's, a, there's quite a few things going on, and like you no, guys messed up, and now we're paying for it. Yeah, like no no offense to our friends who are working for Crunchyroll, but come on, guys, like this, this is obviously a, a plan from a like a decision that's been made in the US, and mm. it's definitely something that Sony's obviously been involved in the decision making process of. Um, but it's revealed it will increase its monthly subscri- subscription price on October 31st in several territories for Chile, Canada, Austria, Finland, Argentina, Australia, New Zealand, Mexico, Netherlands, Faroe Islands, and Greenland. Some Funimation prices will also change across a mix of web and mobile in the same countries, and prices Funimation prices will decrease in Brazil, Peru, and Colombia for some reason. Like Now, wow. only a few months ago they decreased a load of prices as well in almost 100 countries and territories. So what's going on? Because this is inconsistent everywhere now. 
Yeah. Like you can't like set a price. You can't change it every time the exchange rate changes. Yeah. It's just it's just Watch not gonna, <laughs> it's just not going to work. It's like people are not not happy with it. Um, so they're apparently adjusting prices in a selection of international markets for some premium plans as part of creating a unified subscription service. You're not. You're making it a mess because nothing's consistent. Mm. So yeah, That'd apparently ship. yeah. So Funimation increased prices on August 31st because it is transitioning to a unified subscription service with Crunchyroll. So the price has increased from five ninety nine US to seven ninety nine for premium plan, and seven ninety nine to nine ninety nine a month for the premium plus plan. That's for the US. Crunchyroll lowered its monthly subscription in almost 100 currencies and territories and is implementing its first major price increase in its history in the United States, Great Britain, Australia, and the Nordics in 2019. So this is two price rises in three years. Um, yeah, it's just a mess. It's too much. It and is. they're not offering anything more or or better. Well, it's it's also like the communication's gotten worse. Exactly. Like we didn't know. Like there's some anime which have been airing in Japan for three weeks that Crunchyroll have only just announced that they're going to now actually be airing. It's like you guys didn't even have your list of series this season that were, were going to come out before ahead of time. Well, that's that's another thing. Like Crunchyroll's really dropping the ball on the dubs as well mm-hmm. because Chainsaw Man. Mm. Episode one dub hasn't even come out yet. Yeah, it's end of this month. So it's like another week and a half away. Yeah. And so, they've already done two episodes subbed. Yeah. Maybe even three by this stage. Well, I, I think the, the dub situation is people pushing back after what happened with... Um, Bayonetta? No, uh, Bayonetta's a mess as well. But um, oh, uh, Mob Psycho 100. Ah, okay. because they're like oh no no we're going to move all the dubs over to Texas now it's like we knew this was going to happen you don't want to pay people at union rates you do not want to pay you know voice actors a fair rate for the role they're doing you like we you s- want to skimp them off so that you can take as much money home as you can like, Crunchyroll were one of the rare examples where even if the dub wasn't great they still would get paid properly mm-hmm. in LA and the moment Sony took over we said this on the episode and in the video when this happened that yeah the, the dubs are going to suffer um, so it's it's really disappointing to see, but it's not unexpected. And uh, Crunchyroll's a mess, um, especially the streaming actual the actual platform they use. It's still a mess and broken. And you thought after we're now like nine months that they've they've been in charge, and they had a perfect back end to use from Anime Lab that they got rid of, and then said Funimation app would be updated. Funimation app hasn't been updated because of the takeover of Crunchyroll. And the Crunchyroll app has just been left to degrade and degrade over time. So it's really disappointing. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm not happy. <laughs> I don't think anyone's happy about this. I don't think so. um, also on bad ideas, Netflix's new live action Death Note series is in production. The Stranger Things Duffer Brothers are looking after this Death Note live action series and Miss Amity Writer is the executive producer. Okay. So um, they have hired... Halia Abdel Meguid as the writer as well. Who? Oh, so the Miss Anity writer and the Devil in the White City uh, writer. So along with the guys from, um, he's apparently a long time Death Note fan and a fluent Japanese speaker who lived in Tokyo before. So that's positive note. But stop trying to do Netflix Death Note. It's it's not a thing. You guys. tried it once, it flopped. Don't do it again. Yeah. I may have watched it three times, but that was not willingly. It was not. We had, we did an episode on it. It was horrifying. Yes, because I remember I watched it on a flight 
And then you said we were doing it, so I was like, oh, I guess I gotta watch it again. And then we watched it live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought I'd explained it, but I didn't want to. Yeah, like. Uh, I didn't think you'd willingly give yourself pain, but you did. <laughs> I did, but luckily, because I watched it the night before, I had all of my jokes lined up for when we were watching it live. Yeah, and you were funny as heck. Yeah. <laughs> I was bam, 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 ready to go. <laughs> So the uh, the planned Death Note series will be a new take compared to Netflix's previous live action Death Note film, i.e., it is a reboot. So there is no fan art, like official posters, artwork, or anything. Um, the only details we've got um, is that it's in production and uh, the uh, live action one is not counted for this. Are we getting uh, what's his face from High School Musical as light finally? No idea. No casting is official. I hope so, because he wanted to do that. He looked good for the role, and it'd be good to see an, a screen-accurate light. Zach Efron? Yeah. Whoa, okay. Well, I mean... Did I... you not see that, like, 10-plus years ago? Well, I saw 10-plus years ago him talking about being on Full Metal Panic because he's a massive fan of the manga. He's a massive oh. anime head. So, yeah. No, he, he like grew up reading that manga at his local library. And Hey, Zach Efron, you want to jump on the podcast? What's yeah, up, man. bro? <laughs> I'm going to email him. Do it. He'll say no. He'll say no. <laughs> but like, you could just be like, oh yeah, I want to talk like Death Note, Full Metal Panic, and yeah. like, yeah, let me know some of your takes. He won't say no. He just won't reply. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's usually how it goes. Um, but um, let's go on to uh, something more positive because Laidback Camp TV anime is getting a third season. This was announced last night. Um, it was announced at a screening of the film with the cast actually there. The big question we have is the film is a time jump. They're all adults now. So is season three going to go back to when they're ki- you know, in school? Or are, is this going to continue on the film? Because they Ooh. literally build and own their own campgrounds in the oh. film. That's the plot. They're, they're all adults. They're all working. And they go, we've had the opportunity to take over an old derelict campground. Let's rebuild it. Surely it'll follow that. It better. I want it to. Or, or at least a desperate look in your eyes right now. Oh man, I'm so keen for this. Like, like that'd be great. Um, because like I want to see like the adventures that we've had so far have been limited by the fact that they have been underage and in school. So they're limited by how much you can, you know, reasonably say they can do. Mm. I mean, it's it's a slow slice of life series. It's not meant to be like you know, hey, do our parents even know where we are? <laughs> like, yeah, now they know? can just drive off. Yeah, now that now they can go. I've took the week off work. We're going. Not even taking the week off work. Just nah, I don't need that job anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if they're running the campgrounds, like um, I know the main uh, our main girl ends up. Um, like literally working at the camping store she was obsessed with as part of the actual series. So everyone's like, yeah, cool. Because this is all brand new. It's been done in with complete permission and back and forth with Afro, the creator. Um, that's his pen name. Um, and it's, yeah, like he's like, I'm so excited to see this version of the characters that I haven't even reached in the manga yet because I've provided them the explanation of how their lives will progress and what their personalities will be as adults. And yeah, it's apparently, wow. it's just done fantastic in Japan. So I'm very excited to watch the film when we do eventually get it. And then obviously season three. So yeah, it's it's going to be good. Three seasons in a movie. Yeah, it's amazing. For for something which is just about camping, like it's so good, and then you've got you know the little the little uh, pine cone goes konnichiwa, um, <laughs> and the last topic we do, oh not second last topic, um, Makoto Shinkai's film Suzume, um, Suzume's door locking, um, is complete. So production has finished. 
Uh, Makoto Shinkai says a 12-minute preview is going to be released on October 28th. Um, it's going to air on Japanese TV following a showing of Your Name. So oh. I think there's definitely going to be some lovely connections there. Um, that's going to open in November in Japan. I'm suspecting February international at this rate, just based on uh, how long it takes Comics Wave films to get their stuff dubbed and sorted. But the dub will be good. Um, they have done a good job on that. Now, we do have to talk about something that is quite dear to one of our Patreon's hearts. And that is the Animator Dormitory. So Animator Dormitory is a company slash charity in Japan. And they um, basically, they help support new animators and creators. Um, They basically live on about $250. Yeah, so 30,000 yen um, a fortnight or month. So that for the career one to third year, that's kind of where they end up. So they have um, had their first animated work come out a couple of months ago, which was a music video, which was fully funded and supported and everyone was paid at the rates that they believe animators should be paid at. And they've started a funding drive for their second project. So we'll have the link to that GoFundMe down in the um, page below, which will link to all their information. But um, the Animator Dormitory is a dormitory located in Tokyo for new animators operated by the non-profit organization Animator Supporters. They founded the organization to tackle the low-wage problem that's prevalent in the anime industry. According to a 2015 survey conducted, the average monthly salary for an animator in their 20s is around $800. Many new animators even learn less than $270 a month. Jeez. Yeah, so like obviously very important role these guys play in getting these incredible animators into the industry and supporting them until they can get paid properly. So, look, worth checking out. Their first one was fantastic and the second one is going to be in association with a singer, I believe. It's like a music video as well. Um, Raising Wages in the Anime Industry, a collaboration with Aya Hirano. So that's the second phase in our plan is to put more money in the hands of financially struggling Japanese animators and it's now underway. They've got lots of short videos explaining the actual real situation in Japan for the animators. Um, And that's it. It's Spoopy. Wi-Fi Radio. Well, that's where we're going to leave things for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Next time, we're finally doing it. We're really finally doing it. Are you Tiger sure? and Bunny. <laughs> so next episode is all about Tiger and Bunny. Season two, part two is out now, and it's uh, it's great. Oh my god, have you seen it? I've seen a little bit. Oh man, yeah. have you seen it? No, I need to. I need to start. Yeah, you but do. I've seen the first, but yeah, I need to start. Well, now you've got two weeks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you got yeah. enough time. Oh man, I finished it, and oh man. Oh, you're already done. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Because yeah, I know you said you're like I've watched it, and I'm like. I really would love to talk about it, but let's do it on the actual episode. Let's do it on the actual episode because, like, it's good. Yes, like all, all everything I've seen online has just went. This is exactly what the series needed. I'm like, okay, yes, yes, one hundred percent. Fair enough. Like, 
<laughs> I can't say anything. You, you got that like longing stare of horror. Like, should I say? Should I not? I want to, but well, I can't. I'll save it for next episode. We'll save it for next episode. There will be some mild spoilers because of it. So. Heavy spoilers. Yeah. Um, now, if you have enjoyed what you've heard, we'd love for you to hit that subscribe button. Join us for future episodes. YouTube like buttons um, social medias um, algorithms yeah uh, on the YouTube uh, we are well I'm doing an interview with Alex um, who is the voice of Rebecca from uh, my brain has just gone nah, you're not doing cyberpunk it. Edge cyberpunk runners. edge runners um, now th- there's look Rebecca has basically become Trigger's new best girl as far as the internet is concerned have they you adore seen um, Mightiest Warriors? No. Have you? No. Oh, okay. There's a character called Catbug, and he does his own little make-believe play. And he's got a potato named Rebecca and a stick named Sir Jeffers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Sir Jeffers is trying to get Rebecca to marry him. And it's going back and forth with all this, like, television drama stuff. Mm-hmm. And at one stage, he just calls out. He's like, Rebecca! <laughs> All right, so it's uh, Alex Cazares. Um, we were going to have a chat with her earlier in the week. But we just had a couple of things pop in the way and not really work for time because it's 15 hours time difference between us and her. Oof. So obviously there's only a very small window where we can chat and if something happens with whether that's uh, internet connections or work or whatever, it makes it a bit difficult. So hopefully Wednesday morning our time, Tuesday night her time, we'll be chatting with her this week and the video will hopefully be going up on the Monday following this podcast. So videos back in the works. Um, I don't know if we'll be doing it every week like we were, but we'll, we'll definitely try and get at least one video out a month until we're into the proper final studio and things are good. We should do like a Wi-Fi annual Q&A. We should, once we've got more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be good. We need to do, like, we've got to get ready. We didn't do the live stream this uh, season because literally the entire studio was in a box when the new season came out. And we were all scattered to the wind. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm, I'm very glad that uh, things are settling down. After next weekend, the, the rest of the year is looking smooth. So that's good. Um, now, if you would like to support the channel, there's a Patreon. Big thank you to our Patreon supporters as well. They're the ones who picked this episode's topic. Um, they, we already have a list for them for next year, and we know exactly what they're going to pick. We didn't put it on the on the list this year because we knew it would get picked straight away. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. That's, that's lined up for next year. It's uh, Next year's Halloween episode is going to be a bit raunchy, I think. It's um, going to be definitely adult. Yeah. Um, now we do. If you do want more of what we're doing, you can head over to the Patreon. Um, even on our lowest tier, you get access to the pre-show, which is extra content such as episode outtakes, video extras, and the show updates, along with um, the pre-show for every episode, which is an extra half an hour of us talking uncensored about anything. Um, it's good. It's good fun. And uh, yeah, socials, all that good stuff. And that's kind of it. We'll be back in two weeks' time. We love you. We do. Give us, give us your love as well. Like thumbs and whatever the digital currency for love is. Bitcoin. Bitcoin. No. <laughs> no one wants Bitcoin. <laughs> Mining is dead. GPU prices are falling. Today is a good day to be a gamer. You can't say that as a dwarf. I can. It's you just... can't say mining is dead. No, no. Uh, <laughs> crypto mining is dead. Uh, metal iron is uh, metal mining is very much alive and well for me and WoW Classic Um, (laughs) and with that um, you've been listening to Quiet Fi Radio thank you so much for joining us and until next time watch watch the anime. anime